Have you ever walked into a bookstore, a used bookstore, looked through the books on the shelf, pulled out a book, opened it up, and had that smell hit you in the face? It might have been the smell of musty old books, which is sort of pleasant if you like reading, but it might have been the smell of somebody's laundry detergent or Febreze. Whatever that smell is, it hits you and you could identify it. And you either had an invitation to continue reading or a revulsion from the smell. What you were smelling was the scent print of the home that it came from. Today, we're going to talk about scent prints. Welcome to the Real Time Roots Podcast. I'm your host, Chris DL, and this is my co-host, Sarah. Hi, everyone. At Joy Believe, we help you grow your own food and remedies so that you can create health and wellness for your family naturally. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the scent print of your home and how to activate the happy holidays scent print for this beautiful time of the year. What scent reminds you of the holidays, Sarah? Ooh, fur, myrrh, frankincense, and peppermint and chocolate. I love the smell of oranges. The, the orange peel, it always reminds me of Christmas stockings where that scent of sweet orange or tangerine where you make that first peel of the orange and the juice squirts and you get that really beautiful orange scent. And pine trees, of course. You made orange-based cleaner when I was growing up. So oranges just seem like cleaner. So as Sarah mentioned, sometimes you love the scent, but sometimes it has bad associations. Our scent receptors are actually connected to the limbic part of our brains. And so we have an automatic scent association that is actually not voluntary and it's connected to every memory that we've had with the scent. For instance, when you smell lavender, do you think of fresh clean clothes and linens or do you think of old ladies? Or do you think of summer lavender fields with buzzing bees buzzing around and the scent of lavender just standing in the air because of the heat of the summer sun? What a scent reminds you of can determine what your emotional reaction to the scent can be. But so often scent is a default. You know, like uh, you walk into your house or, or you walk into a neighbor's house and you smell their, their laundry detergent and it permeates everything. Or, or their floor cleaner. Or their floor cleaner. And that is the imprint of the house. Now, to be fair, we often don't recognize the scents of our own homes because we're there all the time and your brain actually shuts off scents that you smell all the time, even really bad scents, and your brain just shuts it off. So you might not notice the scent of your home unless you've been outside and you come in after being away for a while. At least four hours. And then pretty much um, that dissipates and your brain no longer recognizes it. 
So what we want to talk about today is actually choosing the scent or the scent print of your home so that you can have some control over it. Because as we've already shown, scent has an emotional impact on us. And so if we can offer a beautiful, memorable and happy scent in our home, we can actually somewhat manipulate and control the atmosphere of our home and the emotions of the people inside the doors. So the first thing we want to talk about is what is your current home's scent print or what is your home's current scent print? So our default home scent print is often based off of the chemical fragrances that come into the home. That can be your shampoo and conditioner, your laundry detergent, your floor cleaner, and even your dish soap and dishwasher pods. And and the thing with that scent, especially chemical fragrances, is it attaches to any kind of cellulose that you have in your home. So if you have paper, like books, like I mentioned at the beginning, uh, books or papers or even towels and fabrics and carpets, that chemical scent will permeate that. And of course, if you have a smoker in the house, the smoke scent also permeates any kind of cellulose or cloth in the home. And so it's if we can help you to change that and to make it a pleasant scent print, that's what we're going to be talking about today. And you may have noticed if you borrow something like a sweater, a jacket, or a book from a friend's house, that the base odor on it reminds you of your friend and their home. And when you end up returning that item, the base scent of your home will be on it when you return it to your friend. And if you have pets, sometimes the base odor isn't as pleasant as we'd like it to be. Or if you have a smoker in the home. So there are ways, though, that you can choose a more pleasing, intentional scent for your home, for your clothing, and for your environment. So before we talk about how to do it, let's talk about what it should be. What characteristics should this scent have? Well, first of all, we talked about how strong chemical scents are and how they permeate everything. So we want a natural scent, something that evokes the outdoors, nature, flowers, fields, gardens. Many people will have sensitivities to chemical fragrances. So going with a natural-based fragrance can actually help prevent allergies and also prevent headaches or challenges to the immune system that some of the chemical fragrances can have. The other thing is, it's important to customize your plan to suit your own needs and those of your family members. After all, if someone in your family or one of your close friends has an allergy to lavender, you probably don't want to use lavender essential oil as part of your scent print for your home. But peppermint or rosemary might be fine. Or spices um, like like cinnamon. cinnamon, clove, nutmeg, ginger, citrus peels. Or even essential oils can offer natural fragrance that can be used effectively to create that pleasant scent print in your home. Um, I want to just connect it with the holidays. When, if you are using a um, artificial Christmas tree, you might find that you're offered you you miss the scent of the pine tree, and so they offer you like a bottle of artificial Christmas tree scent that you can spray on the tree to get that back. Don't do that. 
because the chemical fragrance is not real. It won't have the same feeling. And you might initially feel that it smells like a Christmas tree, but overall, it's not going to have the same limbic effect. And you should choose scents that are pleasant and ones that evoke good memories. So is there a scent that evokes good memories for you, Sarah? Tonka bean, right? Peppermint, actually, or rose. What does it remind you of? Well, roses remind me of summer. And I found my little one really, really likes trying to steal my rose roller. That's a a essential oil roller. Yeah, pre-diluted rose absolute in a carrier oil in a roller bottle. And the little one loves trying to grab it from me and stick it on her nose. (laughs) She likes rose. So she probably associates rose with you. Probably, since I've been using it for a few months. So it gives her a happy feeling of of comfort and security. It's a surprisingly good way to get her to calm down from a fussing episode. Rose would do that. Rose is very grounding. But some examples of other scents that you might think of could be peppermint, like candy cane, pine tree, sweet orange, or lemon, or the smell of baking cookies or bread may also invoke happy memories. Evoke. Happy memories. So when we sold our house on the coast, we we were having a lot of people come through the house and we weren't getting any offers. And the realtor called and said she was bringing a couple through our home. And I baked chocolate chip cookies just before we evacuated the house so that the realtor could show our home. And that was the first time we got an offer on the house. It was actually the final offer that sold the house. Um, And I believe it was because of the chocolate chip cookie smell that pervaded the whole house when those people came through. Now, you also want your scent choices to be easy to find. So avoid the sandalwood. Or any scent choice that is going to be hard to reproduce in your home. So examples of easy to find ones are, as we've already mentioned, the lemon or orange. And that can be as easy as just peeling a lemon or orange and sticking it in a dish of salt on your table or in a thing of boiling water or in an oven set on low. Um, You can also have scents like cinnamon or clove or nutmeg that you can get from the spice section of your grocery store. And for using whole spices like that, the easiest way to do it is to simmer it in a pot of water um, on low Or even they actually have like slow cookers that are really small that are just made for that, for simmering scents. And I recommend that you use real spices or essential oils, not those wax, not the wax tarts, because most of the wax tarts are made with artificial fragrance. Unless you make your own. Unless you make your own. And we have a link for that in the show notes. The other easy way to get a beautiful scent in your home is simply to make a pot of tea. Or coffee like uh, chai tea. Oh, and speaking of coffee, if you have a scent in your home that you really dislike, having fresh coffee beans is a great way to get rid of that smell. So uh, for instance, um, I know they, they say to put like baking soda in your fridge to absorb fridge odors, but that doesn't work very fast. You have to wait, but coffee beans are really quick to get rid of odors. Another great way to get rid of bad odors is to light a beeswax candle. Or just strike a match. Sulfur matches will also clear the air of certain scents. And beeswax candles uh, create negative ions in the air, 
which cause bad odors to just, which are positively charged just to be neutralized. And if you have kids in the house or pets like I do, you can use a salt lamp for the same effect without having an open flame. Now, the scent print from your home should also be easy to use. It shouldn't be something that you really have to work at because you won't use it then. So some easy ways to do it is to use a potpourri, which is kind of a passive uh, dish of peels and spices. Usually dried. Usually dried, rose petals. Um, Some of the things we put in potpourri are cloves and dried citrus peels and rose petals, star anise, yes, those kinds of things. Cinnamon sticks. And what you want to do with a potpourri, you'll find that when you first put it out, and homemade is best because, again, the commercial ones have fragrance oils added. You don't, you want to avoid those. Um, but to use the fresh spices and then put them in a dish and then make sure the dish is deep enough so that you can walk past it and just stir it up with your hand. And every time you stir it up, it's going to release some fragrance. And then you can recharge it when it seems like it's not um, strong anymore with some essential oils. Or just replace it once or twice a year. Another thing that's really easy is, as I mentioned before, the simmer spices. And for those, you want to use whole spices, not powdered. Cinnamon sticks, uh, whole cloves, whole nutmeg. Whole star anise. Whole star anise. I might grate the nutmeg a bit, just because nutmegs are sort of big. You can just actually take a hammer to break it into pieces. You want to leave the pieces somewhat whole rather than grating it, uh, because the powder just kind of floats and it dissipates too fast. So if you want to use nutmeg, smash it with a hammer first. And then the other thing you can use is an essential oil diffuser. And there's two kinds. There is um, the electronic ones that basically create a cold steam and they can double as a humidifier. But if you're in a situation where you don't want to increase the humidity in the room. Or you have pets. or, Or you have pets and you're using essential oils that aren't pet safe, then it's better to use a passive diffuser. And those are usually unfinished clay or unfinished uh, plaster of Paris. And they absorb the essential oil and and then let it out over time, um, over a period of an hour or two. Hey, that sounds like you could make a really cool passive diffuser as a gift for somebody by doing a thin layer of plaster of Paris in a container and getting your toddler to make a handprint or a footprint to be the diffuser. You certainly could. And then you don't want to paint or finish the plaster of Paris. You, you want to leave it open. You could paint the outer edge and not the center of the hand or footprint, as the case may be. You could do that, yes. And then it would be a keepsake and a passive diffuser. If the person wanted. When you put the essential oil on it, it does create a bit of a stain. So you'd want to make sure the person knew that they could do that with it. Otherwise, they would think it was just for the wall or something. Yeah, but that could be a good additive to a wellness basket for a grandparent. And for more on making a wellness basket, check out last week's episode. Two weeks ago. Two weeks ago. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Check out the show notes. And another thing about your scent print is whatever you're using should be available year-round, but can be seasonal. So if you want your house to smell more like Christmas in December, use scents that are more seasonal to Christmas, like oranges, lemons, cinnamon, 
And then you can always tweak it in for, say, summer or fall by adding an apple to the cinnamon and clove or something like that. Now, when do you want to use a scent print? Besides constantly? So you want to pay attention to your scent print if you are, say, selling your home. Old wood or old books can contribute to a musty smell that can be corrected with some attention to your scent print. Use a top note like peppermint or spearmint to counter the duller scent of old, musty smells. It doesn't take the place of cleaning up, but it can definitely help if the cleaning hasn't helped the scent print resolve already. Especially in homes that have a lot of wood trim or log houses like we live in, you definitely want to pay attention to that. And if you're not sure if the scent print of your home is good or not good, the best thing to do is to leave the house for a few hours and come back and just be conscious of what you're smelling. If what you're smelling is ode to diaper or ode to dog, then you definitely want to clean that up before you start showing your home. And if you're like me and like collecting old books, there could be just a bit of an, of an undercurrent of musty books. So having a higher note like peppermint or spearmint is always useful. And when entertaining, you want to create a peaceful ambient fragrance in your home as well. Um, and a great thing to do is to burn beeswax candles um, just before the guests come to remove any unwanted scents from the home. And, uh, and that also allows you to create a better atmosphere. Now, when I'm burning candles, I like to use unscented candles because they just contribute just a very faint um, honey scent to the home. And you can also use like a simmering pot. The one thing you don't want to do, though, when you have guests is to use a electronic diffuser because the guests might be very sensitive to a scent. And once you get the scent, if it's overpowering, it's very hard to dial that back with, uh, with an electronic diffuser. Even turning the diffuser off, the scent is still there and you might find your guests coughing or it might be catching in their throat. Or it might just overwhelm dinner. And so, especially if there's children that are coming because adults in the room might be fine, but a child or a pet might struggle to breathe. And so... Um, it's better to use a, a passive diffuser or one of our other suggestions like the simmering pot. Also a note on the beeswax candles, you want unscented beeswax candles as in no added scents, not descented beeswax candles, oh, which right. will have no beeswax, none of the natural beeswax scent. You do want the natural beeswax scent. It's very mild honey, honey scent. So... Just make sure you get natural beeswax candles that are not descented, but not ones that have had added fragrances. And you can also use a passive diffuser, as I mentioned before. You could use an unglazed clay disc, a piece of unfinished plaster of Paris, or even just a piece of leather um, with the unfinished side up laying in a dish is good. Fabric isn't so great because it tends to hang on to the scent. It's cellulose, but any of those other ones work. Even a, a clay, like a garden pot can work if it's unfinished. Now, some scents like cookies baking, bread baking, or even a reheated apple crumble can evoke happy memories based around the scents of cinnamon, vanilla, and ginger. And you can just use the same scents via a vanilla essential oil, cinnamon sticks simmering in a pot, and get the exact same memories and joy-invoking scents 
without having the calories of the cookies hanging around. Nom. Now, another thing that scent does for us, speaking of cookies and the scent of cookies baking, is that the smell of food cooking evokes for us our digestive juices and gets our body ready to eat. So I was told as a newlywed, uh, one of the advices I was given was that if I was busy during the day and didn't get dinner started very quickly and people were starting to make noises like they were hungry and starting to get grumpy, the quickest way to trim the atmosphere of the home was to start frying onions in a frying pan. And I have used that over and over again for 40 years of marriage just to get started. And in fact, sometimes I start frying the onions without even knowing what I'm making for dinner. And just the smell of the onions frying helps me to decide what we're having for dinner. So frying onions is a great trick. Now, you obviously, you don't want the smell of frying onions to be your house scent print, but it can be really good for helping people to get ready to eat. Don't throw the liver in the pan, though. It kind of wrecks the smell. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. If you're just getting started thinking about using herbs to make something so that you can feel better and start to tap into the natural wellness, I've got the perfect course for you. My course, the Inspiring Botanical Drinks Mixers and Elixirs course. In this video course, you'll learn how to make healthy beverages that will help you break away from sodas and sugary drinks or plain boring water. Even if you have a two or three soda a day habit, even if the kids are home and you keep running out of ice and ideas, even if you struggle to get enough fluids in your body because of the heat, even if you are watching your macros, your carbs, or your waistline, even if you have food sensitivities or allergies, and even if the rising price of food and drink has you making tough decisions about where to cut costs. If you are making more food at home and watching your budget, but go to the same bottled beverages day in and day out, this class will inspire you to up your game in the beverage category with healthy and creative options that are also kind to your budget. So have a look at the Inspiring Botanical Drinks Mixers and Elixirs class. You'll find the link in the show notes. Now, as we mentioned in the Pine Needle podcast, smelling some scents like pine, spruce, or fir can create a cascade of health benefits. They help calm stress hormones, reduce blood pressure, slow the heart rate, promote relaxation and well-being. And from being out in the forest, the scents of pine and fir can have this effect for up to two to four weeks. So it makes sense to incorporate these natural scents into the fragrance and scent print of your home, especially at this time of year in winter. But as we already mentioned, avoid the Christmas tree in a canned fragrance. Anything that's aerosolized and a fragrance is not going to be beneficial to your health. But you can use real essential oils of pine, spruce, or fir and get all these health benefits. Actually, in our area, we even have a small-scale essential oil distiller who distills local pine, fir, and spruce scents. So we can actually get it from our own local trees. And if you don't have access to the essential oils, you can actually use 
real fir or pine or spruce branches and just bring them into your house. You can do it by making a real a real evergreen centerpiece or a evergreen wreath um, or even get a real tree. Use an evergreen garland. All of those are going to evoke that evergreen scent and have good health benefits for your family. Now, if you're worried about the needle drop and having to clean it up, well, just use an essential oil diffuser or a passive diffuser with the same essential oils, especially essential oil of fur. Now, what do you do if you recognize that the scent print of your house is not what you want and you want to change it? Let's talk a little bit about how you can reinvent the scent print of your home. Deep cleaning time. So for undercurrent scents, cleaning with natural cleaners, vacuuming, airing out the house to get rid of unwanted scent undercurrents, give your pets a bath, make sure that you don't just remove the dirty diapers, but you clean the inside of the can where they've been sitting. Doing any of this deep cleaning is going to be really helpful for removing the fragrance. Um, Use a little bit of baking soda and vinegar or salt and vinegar to um, just lift those scents. And don't forget cleaning small area rugs that you can throw in the washer, especially the one in the bathroom, your shower curtains, and pillows. Any of those kind of fabric, yeah, fabric objects like um, couch cushions and those kinds of things, um, just giving them a good deep cleaning can can help. And when you're cleaning, you don't want to use something with strong cleaner scent. You want to use an unscented cleaner to just lift everything. Or something that's naturally scented with, say, lavender essential oil or peppermint essential oil that fits with the scent print you want to develop for your home. And don't use Febreze. Febreze or any of those um, nail odor, they contain formaldehyde, which blocks your own scent receptors so that you're unable to smell, but it doesn't actually take away the fragrance or odor. So someone else walking into the area is going to smell it. Until the free breeze hits their nose too. So you can also add a few drops of essential oil to your vacuum filter or your broom to gently replace the scents in your home. Citrus scents like lemon and orange help clean up the air while also dissipating quickly. So if you clean with like a lemon or an orange cleaner that's made naturally out of say just the lemon peels and vinegar, then the smell of the cleaner actually dissipates quite quickly, even though, well, I associate citrus scents with cleaner. So another way to um, correct odiferous house smells is to use negative ions. Um, Negative ions are found in burning beeswax candles. They're also found in running water. They're also found in snow. And salt lamps. So you can actually use that to your advantage by, if it's raining outside or snowing outside, opening the windows for an hour if it's not too cold and letting the air flow through your house. Um, You can run the water in the shower to produce negative ions. You can burn a, burn a candle, uh, burn a sulfur match, um, use a salt lamp. There's lots of ways. You can also just put a pan of salt on, this, on a stove on a low burner for five minutes. Lots of ways to, and if you do the salt, use um, Himalayan salt or natural sea salt, not an iodized salt. And or a pan that you mostly use for 
sense simmering, not for cooking. And if you're going to be running a diffuser, you can enclose it into the room that has the odor problem and just make sure that kids and pets are out of the room when you're doing it. If you're going to use any kind of sense in your home, um, you want to make sure your pets can get away from it. You don't want to close them into a room where they can't leave. Especially cats. Cats are super sensitive to scents. And of course, you can always do your cooking and baking at home and infuse your home naturally with smells of soup, freshly baked bread, cookies, pie, crumble, anything you want to cook. Except maybe for the liver and onions. Yeah, let's avoid liver and onions. (laughs) You also want to underwhelm with new scents. You don't want to overwhelm the place. You want to remove the source of unwanted scents as much as possible first. You don't want to just cover it up with a new scent. Which is why we recommend starting out by doing some cleaning, getting rid of dust, washing heavy fabric items like comforters and pillows that might be skipped, rugs that might not normally get washed or aired out, and then start bringing in your new scents. I mean, a great way to refresh the smell in the bedroom is to wash the sheets and hang them outside to dry because they'll get infused with negative ions and air-dried Outdoor air dried sheets smell amazing. So, if you're new to using essential oils, let me tell you some of my favorite oils. I love all of the citrus oils like lemon, tangerine, sweet orange, uh, lime. And the nice thing about citrus oils is, as Sarah already mentioned, they diffuse quickly. So, you can put them put them on and in a half an hour, you won't smell them anymore. So, they just come in and kind of clean up the air and then they they'll be gone. So they won't hang around lingering. Um, And then for a longer scent, uh, fir needle or spruce is really nice. Uh, Frankincense is a nice deep note. It doesn't hang around a lot, but I actually like to burn frankincense resin um, in the house to just kind of clean the air, add some freshness. And then lavender and as I mentioned, sweet orange. Now, my favorite place to purchase essential oils, it can be quite confusing out there if, you, if you're looking for essential oils because you can get them on Amazon, you can get them at the health food store. You can get them in the grocery store. Even the grocery store. Costco now carries essential oils in Canada. But for me, the what I look for when I look for a place to buy essential oils is I want to see the actual chemistry of the essential oil I'm buying. I want to see that it's as expected And so what you're looking for is an essential oil company that offers a laboratory critique of the oil. And so I like, for that, I like plant therapy. And I get my, most of my essential oils from plant therapy. And you can find our affiliate link in the show notes to plant therapy if you're interested in exploring that further. Plant therapy is a family business in Idaho and uh, I have found them to be to have fantastic customer service. And they have an awesome Oil of the Month Club. Yes, I'm a member of the Oil of the Month Club. Me they have too. some really unusual um, oils. That's that, how I got Tonka Bean. That's where you got Tonka Bean. I guess I must have Tonka Bean too then. I don't think I recognized it. Sarah, what's your favorite essential oil? If you're making an order from plant therapy today, what would you put in your cart? Uh, probably lavender maybe some pre-diluted rose or rose hydrosol if I can get it. And rosemary is one of my all-time favorites. It has a nice medium note, medium to deep note. So that one lingers nicely if I'm trying to use it in the diffuser. 
And then as I already mentioned, I like tonka bean. It's an actually an absolute. Same as rose. Rose absolute? Yeah, tonka bean absolute. Now you can learn more about essential oils with Chris's book, The Beginner's Guide to Essential Oils, Learning to Use Your First 10 Oils with Confidence. In this book, Chris includes the benefits of 10 easy-to-start-with essential oils and includes recipes for household cleaners, beauty products, cosmetics, and even remedies to get you started on the right foot. I believe two of those oils are going to be lavender and peppermint. Absolutely lavender and peppermint, as well as rose and rosemary are in there. So not tonka bean, though, but the other ones that you like are in there. Frankincense is in there as well, and uh, so is lemon and so is orange easy to get started. Um, And also if you're exploring uh, plant therapy at all, they do have a kit with three essential oils, lavender, lemon, and peppermint, which are great oils to get started with. You can use them for skincare, you can use them for cleaning products, you can use them um, in your diffuser for the scent print of your home. Um, And they're already packaged ready in an easy way to get started. And also if you want to gift them. And the funnest thing about plant therapy is that they do seasonal blends and collections of seasonal blends to help with your home scent print. So today we've been talking about creating a home scent print to activate happy holiday memories. And I hope that you've been inspired by this episode. The positive action that we'd like you to take is to try shifting your home scent print by doing something small, like lighting a beeswax candle for a bit, or even maybe try making your own beeswax candles to fill your home with a sweet scent of beeswax for the day. Check out the link in our show notes for more ideas. And for how to make beeswax candles at home, too. So thank you for listening, and thank you, Sarah, for helping me with this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends. And as always, like and subscribe. Bye for now. 